With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. So if you are a seam head and you enjoy the sport of professional baseball, this is something that you have a passion for, then uh, I assume you're going to be, you, you were locked and loaded, right? The last couple of days, this is a big time, right? We had a flurry of trades. Leading up to the deadline, in fact, the, the the number crunchers said there were total going back to mid July, there were forty three transactions of human beings moving to other cities to play baseball in a different town. Uh, forty three trades through the non waiver trade deadline. The trades don't stop. The trades will continue, but it's much more difficult to get anyone worth their salt uh, traded. But you, 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 there are ways to do it, but the, the bulk of the transactions have now come to an end. And uh, there were some players that you've heard of. Brian Dozier went from the Twins to the Dodgers. More on that later. Jonathan Scope will now play for the Brew Crew as he goes from the woeful Orioles, who decided to hit the uh, acid wash button and blow everything up. Uh, the Pirates got Chris Archer from the Rays. Clearly, uh, they are not only going for it, they know that Chris Archer, compared to other starting pitchers, is going to work at a manageable amount of money. When I say manageable, it's still like over $10 million a year, but for the Pirates, that's pretty good. Atlanta made a trade. They got Kevin Gossman from the Orioles, another relief pitcher in a big trade. But it's the deal that didn't happen that is going to drive the conversation. It's a trade that did not take place. That did not take place 
that is the most interesting thing that happened in baseball. What does that say about the trade deadline when the thing that didn't happen is the thing that we need to talk about? Now, if you have no clue where I'm going here, it involves number 34 in your program, but number one in your heart, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, he is going to continue to show great amounts of natitude uh, for at least the next couple of months. Uh, the overnight yesterday, we were in here, we were all excited, big rumors going around here, everyone was buzzing in the building. Uh, of course, the only people in the building were us, so we were buzzing uh, that there was a an imminent trade, that there was a vortex of trade rumors out of Washington, people that cover baseball, state-run MLB media was reporting that Bryce Harper had been placed on the auctioning block, and it all turned out to be much ado about nothing. Uh, the dust has now settled, except for the waiver trade period, and Bryce Harper remains in Washington, D.C. So let's discuss here. Now, the GM, Mike Rizzo, announced early on trade deadline day, I guess late in the morning, not uh, not too early. It was early for me. I was sleeping, but I woke up and I saw it. Uh, Rizzo said that uh, he is not. They were not going to trade Bryce Harper. He didn't have the guts to do it. That's really what it comes down to, right? Didn't have the guts to do it. Uh, he said, Bryce is not available. I believe in this team. All right, good luck. Uh, now, it sounds to me like Rizzo is oblivious. Now, I realize that Washington won by eight gazillion runs in a random baseball game that is getting a lot of attention, a lot of attention because of the lopsided nature. Uh, when a team wins by 21 points, it should only be no, no, it should only be a football or basketball game. It should not be a baseball or hockey game. It should not be. Uh, that should not be the case. All right, so listen, let's get down to it. We'll frame it this way. The question, will the Washington Nationals end up regretting that they did not deal Bryce Harper? Now, I am going to go against all of my beliefs as a talk show host because I believe they will regret trading Bryce Harper. And uh, my thoughts on this, you've got whoop de damn do Buddy Ryan, and the Hail Mary. And we will tie all of this together. Now, number one, uh, if you've listened to me over the last, I don't know, it's only been a couple years. I'm a new radio guy. I haven't been around that long. But if you've listened, uh, you know that my default position has always been in situations like this, you hold on to the star player. You don't trade the star player. You're better off with the star player. And if you're getting the star player, you're winning the trade, right? You'd rather have said star player then get rid of star player. And even though Bryce Harper has performed, you look at the batting average and the strikeouts and and all that, in in many areas he's been a very marginal player. Yes, he's hit a bunch of home runs. He's done that. He's driven in some runs. But the uh, several other key areas, uh, he hasn't gotten it done. He's still a headliner. Despite all that, uh, this is a unique situation. There is a better chance that the Yankees – would get rid of pinstripes at home, then Bryce Harper is going to re-sign in Washington, D.C. So there is going to be a parting of the ways here. There's going to be a divorce from Bryce Harper, and it's going to be at his hands. He's going to be the one that makes the decision to leave. Uh, He's not going to sign a long-term contract. Now there's rumors that he's had such a miserable time this year that Harper could sign a one-year deal and come back and then try to increase his value and do it again the following offseason. I don't put put much stock in that. I think you go for it 
and you can convince one of these billionaire owners from some other team to give you the contract that you are seeking. All right, so so we've established that. I mean, this is a unique situation here, as I said. And uh, I I don't know what the Dodgers or the Brewers or Indians or some of these other teams were willing to throw out. And I'm assuming whatever it was was more than one minor league player, and it was – I would think, worth the deal because all Washington's going to end up getting here, all they're going to get when Bryce Harper leaves, and he will leave the Nationals, what they're going to get is a bunch of memories and a draft pick. That's what they're going to get. And I, and they already have the memories. They are, no, they already have the memories. I mean, whoop de damn do Congratulations. You can show highlights of Bryce Harper holding the MVP award a couple of years ago and the Nationals gagging in playoff series. Now, the second thing here, some – are trying to spread the the narrative that the Nationals could not have traded Bryce Harper because there would have been a, quote, fan revolt, unquote. Now, this is tremendous nonsense is what is. Washington is not the kind of town that's going to have a fan revolt over a baseball team. They're not. Uh, the, the Nationals don't matter. They don't. There's, now, that's not to say they don't have – a passionate core of fans that go to their games. It's a small but loyal group of baseball fans. But a lot of Washington is a, a transcendent, uh, it's a uh, transient town, rather. It's a, uh, it's a hobo town. Now, a lot of people stay there. The, they call it the swamp. right? want to live in the swamp year-round and all that. But you got more Yankee, Met, and Red Sox fans in the Washington, D.C. area, and Oriole fans, because if you're – in that area growing up, that was the local baseball team uh, down the roadways, the hardcore D.C. minions would know that this, if you got rid of Bryce Harper, they didn't do it, but if they had, it would have been an addition by subtraction. At least you're getting something here. You don't make roster moves also. Mike Rizzo, I believe he was oblivious to uh, the situation here, and he he didn't make it in part because he didn't want negative publicity, but you don't make roster moves to appease the casual Observer And Buddy Ryan said it famously, the late, great Buddy Ryan, one of his many quotes, which has been regurgitated, stolen by other people in all sports, and he preached about this. If you listen to the fans, which Mike Rizzo, maybe he did here, you will be sitting up there with them uh, if you listen to the fan base and decide. Ironically, when the season does end, how does the script play out? There, there is a less than uh, 10% chance. I'll go 10% just to round it up rather than 8% or 9%, there's about a 10% chance the Nationals catch lightning in a bottle and go on this amazing run. Uh, And, yes, I'm aware they won a baseball game by 21 runs over a minor league team from the the Eastern League, the Mets. Uh, Congratulations there. That's a a wonderful win for the Nationals. People getting all worked up about that, having fun. And I get it. It's cool. It's it's a humiliating thing for the Mets, and that's great, wonderful. But it doesn't – it's not like the Nationals gained – eight games in the standings because they won a game by 21 runs. Uh, they could have won that game 5-4, to four, uh, and it, you know, it's cooler when you score 20 more runs than that. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to disagree with that. But you also have here, you have math versus eyeballs, right? The arithmetic says the Nationals are lurking. They're lurking in the shadows, and they're right there, right? They are in position as bad as they look, as bad as they appear to be, if you look at the standings on your smartphone 
and you see that the Washington Nationals, they won this game uh, tonight. They're still five and a half games behind the fighting Phils who beat the Red Sox. So they're five and a half out. And then you say, well, what about the wild card? What about the wild card? Uh, they're five back, the Nationals, in the wild card race. But if you take the eyeball test and you look at the eyeball test, what does that tell you? Right? They fail. All of the indicators, every indicator for the Nationals, uh, they're, 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 they don't hit for a lot of power. 19th in slugging, 20th in runs scored. Pitching staffs uh, overrated in several key areas. The Nationals started uh, Tuesday below 500. Now they won. They bludgeoned the Mets, so they're a 500 team. The Nationals have played 108 games, and they're a 500 baseball team. Yeah, so... So you think, if you're an optimist, then you think that over the final 40-plus games, the Nationals are going to go on this biblical-like run. Uh, good luck on that. Good luck on that. Right? There are seven teams in the National League that have a better record than the Washington Nationals. There are only 11 teams in all of baseball that have a worse record than the Nationals, and that includes teams that aren't even trying. Shout-out to the White Sox. Shout-out to the Royals, the Orioles, the Marlins, teams like that. All right, the, the last thing here, while the non-waiver trade deadline is gonzo, it's in the rearview mirror now, it's done for 2018, it has come to its end. Uh, there is always the slim, slim chance that Bryce Harper could still be traded. Uh, that's a wild card. It's a, it's a Hail Mary situation because for that to happen, 29 other teams would have to let him pass through the waiver process or process and not stop him, not block him. Now, if he's, he's claimed on waivers, then the Nationals could work out a conceivably a trade. Now, I think it would be really fun uh, if, let's say, the Orioles, just for S and giggles, or the Royals or somebody like that, decide, you know what we're going to do? We're going to claim Bryce Harper. And then the Washington Nationals are like, oh, they're going to send us some blue-chip minor league player, so we're going to send Bryce Harper to Baltimore – for the final you know, month of the baseball season and let him play out in purgatory in a 32-win uh, Oriole uniform. Uh, any of the bottom-feeding teams, uh, there are plenty of them to choose from in baseball. How about the Padres, by the way, who went out and signed Eric Hosper and have the worst record in the National League still? They signed a big free agent. And still <laughs> That's impressive. Those are, those are my Padres right there. Very impressive work. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. And that's it? I thought you were, there was going to be more. It sounded like there was going to be more there. What do you, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Do you you, there was rose was, petals here? What do you want? Red carpet? What are you? You're such a diva. You are such a diva. Rose petals would be nice. You want rose petals? Yeah. 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 How about you some... Some Funyuns. Oh, you no. Funyuns? I know. The box is back. Oh, God. The Funyuns. You know, some people are, you know, slaves to sweets. I am salty things. That's my weakness. So, I'm you really cut happy that up, that, Roberto. Really happy that Coop. I'm salty things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, good little drop there. Yeah. So, you're all about the salt. You know what, what really works well? And this was found years ago by culinary experts salt and sugar, right? You eat. Like, uh, you go to the movies, you eat a big bucket of popcorn. Back when Movie Pass still was in business. Oh, you go, all that, those long years ago. Yeah. yeah. So you go, you go to the movies, you get a bucket of popcorn, salt, butter, and then like a candy bar, like chocolate. Man, is that good. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful. Instead of uh, you know ODing on just one bad thing, you can do it on two yeah. bad things. Yeah. You know? Good, sugar, good advice. Yeah. Sugar, fat, salt, the three key things that all human beings love. Sugar, salt, fat. And a lot of each of them. Pile on. You could just eat a table full of sugar, salt, and fat. That's pretty much what you do anyway. <laughs> That's pretty much what we do. Anyway, so the the, uh, the Mets, people are making a big deal. It's all over. You make people buzzing about this. Of course, the Jason Smith was in here earlier, and he's a Mets. Wow. He, yeah. He's always talking about the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, am, I, am I a bad talk show host? Because I don't feel like it's that. I, I don't feel compelled like to do a whole monologue about a team losing by uh, that amount of it's runs. It's two I, irrelevant teams that are going nowhere. Who cares? Yeah, like I get the that it's humiliating. Like I get that part of it, and and and, and certainly if you're someone that pays attention to the Mets, you've got other things to worry about, right? The Mets have been mortifying uh, for many many years out of their existence, and pretty much all. All this year, so like it doesn't change anything. The Mets were a laughing stock before the game, and they are still an embarrassment after the game. And it's nice that they had to do the walk of shame and all that. And you lose by twenty-one runs; it certainly gets you know, yeah raises your your eye. It's, it's your one attention, of those. But you look at the yeah. score and you're like, whoa, and then wow. you move on, and then you move on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like much, I'm on. Unless you want to try and spin it that oh, the Nationals keep Bryce Harper and look what they went out and. And did after after they got the news he wasn't going yeah. anywhere. Oh, they're going to take off now. Now that this burden has been lifted from the shoulders. I did hear though on on the uh, some people were were campaigning on social media that that these games when they they get to this lopsided, it was like nineteen to one at one point, uh, which you know I guess sounds better than twenty five to four, uh, but that they should put a mercy rule in where the game just ends. If a team goes up by like twelve runs, the game is over. That they should just stop the game. I guess it's it's ridiculous. I, I, I either way, it's ridiculous. But I, you know, play, play the game till it till it's over. We just gonna stop Nats, games if they're too well, lopsided. I'm surprised. Go ahead, Roberto. Go ahead. If the Roberto. Nats start start averaging 25 runs a game, they got a chance. Yeah, they got to pick I, up the I, I was just waiting for somebody to say that uh, this is unprofessional. You know, this is come oh. on. Is it, you're running up the score on uh, the poor oh, Mets. No, no, that's coming up in a couple of weeks when oh. college football starts here. And we get those money games, and he's oh, they shouldn't be running up the score and all that. That is guaranteed. Oklahoma State or somebody's going to win a game 73-6, to and uh, we will hear all about that. Oh, this is not right. Wait for that Mallard monologue, Eddie. I'll pull out the same one I use every year, all my, my key points, and I'll bring them back for college football. I can't wait. So excited. So, so excited. All right, if you want to be part of this, it is humbling to be on the radio. A lot of people loved all the things we did yesterday. The thing that people loved the most, the, the podcast listeners, the email I get, the feedback, the critics of the show, they loved the fact that we played a radio game show. We solicited <laughs> people to call, yeah. and we had two people that knew ne- nothing about neither sports. one of them had ever heard of any athletes. <laughs> it was fascinating. I still can't get over our buddy in Huntington Beach that couldn't tell me who Russell Westbrook was. <laughs> I, mean, he, I, I gave him really good clues, right? Really, and, he, I was, you know, and Roberto, you... Who was the guy that your guy couldn't get, Roberto? It was uh, every, any uh, of them. Father of Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah, Father of Barry Bonds. Yeah, he even said Bonds. Yeah, which, which would have been illegal. <laughs> we didn't even call you on it. You didn't even, we yeah. didn't even call you on it. You're nope. not allowed to say that. But we, you, know, you said the guy's name, you can't, the last name. Anyway. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So Manny Machado, not enough for the Dodgers. Uh, he's been kind of mediocre so far. I'm not going to lie. That's been great. I expected more. This is not exactly Manny Ramirez 2.0 or Manny Wood 2.0. I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. 
Maybe he needs to get some estrogen shots like Manny has so he can start hitting the ball, the original Manny, uh, for the Dodgers. But anyway, so the Dodgers continued. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll be here all night. So the Dodgers continued to add players right up until the non-waiver trade deadline. Now, there were a bunch of transactions, tons of transactions. If you like the transaction, boy, are you happy. We pointed out, going back to mid-July, there were a total of 43 trades in baseball, 43 trades that took place in baseball, and uh, a lot of activity, a lot of activity. So the Dodgers made two trades uh, that, as Eddie would say, are of note, but I don't know that either one of these trades is of note. Uh, So here are the trades. The the Dodgers made a deal with Toronto for John Axford. Who? Uh, He's a relief pitcher. That's a nothing deal. Uh, Axford has an ERA the last two. Never heard of him. Well, because he's got an ERA uh, over the last two years of five. Over five, I believe, the last two seasons with the Jays and the A's. So that gets an F. Uh, The other deal is more interesting, Brian Dozier. Brian Dozier, the old all-star from the Minnesota Twins, headed to L.A. And if you were not paying attention here, because, you know, you got a life, maybe you're not that into it, but you're mildly into it. The Dodgers got Brian Dozier, the second baseman, from the Minnesota Twins for Logan Forsythe. They actually got someone to take Logan Forsythe, which is a great a great miracle of our times, and a pair of minor league players, a pitcher you've never heard of and a first baseman you've never heard of. So let's talk about this. Now the question, Brian Dozier is an impact player. He was an impact player for the Minnesota Twins. Guy hit 40 home runs a couple years ago in Minnesota and has been pretty reliable to hit a bunch of home runs. He's been pretty poor this season. So what are the chances that Brian Dozier – actually turns out to be a difference maker when he puts on the Dodger uniform. He actually put on the Dodger uniform tonight or last night, depending on how you look at it. He got to the game, I guess in the eighth inning, whatever. He didn't play. Uh, He's going to be in the lineup for the game coming up today. It's all very confusing. Anyway, so what are the chances Brian Dozier ends up being a difference maker for the Dodgers? I am going to go 25%. I'm going to go 25%. Uh, let's hear, though, before I get into why I'm going with 25%, let's hear Dave Roberts, who was waxing poetic about the trade for Brian Dozier. I'm sure he trashed him, right? Yeah. Uh, as far as Dozier, yeah. what um, about it's, yeah. you know, there's been talk about Brian for the last, for the last few years. So yeah, exactly. to get a guy that's, I think, finishing the top 10, 15 of the MVP voting in the last two, three years, plays plus defense, uh, is a grinder type player, um, so that's a big acquisition. Um, he's going to play against left-handed pitching. He's going to play against right-handed pitching as well. Oh, but that's to say a, what, every day, what about both? I, I think that uh, that's a little extreme uh, as far as starts. Oh, we have okay. a lot of good players that I feel that we still need to keep them involved. And yeah, sure. Um, but to have him on our roster certainly makes us better. Well, Kike's got to pitch in some more tie games. You got to get Kike some more innings there. It's very important. All right, so I, I went with 25% on this, that Dozier will be a difference maker. And uh, my thoughts on this, you've got craptastic, golden, and banking. All right, now we'll mix all this together. Now, first of all, the Dodgers, as Dave Roberts alluded to, this goes back two or three years that they have been hot and heavy for Brian Dozier. And it turns out those reports were not made up. That was not just pulled out of the air nonsense. That was actually, there was some some meat to that, and the, and the fruition came with this trade where Dozier goes from the Twins to the Dodgers. On the surface, this is not a transaction 
that is going to move the needle. Brian Dozier has not only been a baseball player in Minnesota this year, he has sucked. He has been vomit for most of the year for the Twins. He hasn't been getting better, I believe, since the All-Star break. He's hitting 182. And so this is not someone that has been, to this point, a great player this year. I, you know, A couple years ago, yes, Dozier was a great player. And Dozier, if you look at the numbers and the fact that he played a lot more than Logan Forsythe, as far as batting average is concerned and a couple of other areas, Dozier's been about an equal to Logan Forsythe, who just got shipped outbound to the Minnesota Twins. So what is the letter grade? As you know, not only do I do radio, I dabble as a bookmaker. Uh, I do that on the side. I'm also a teacher, been an educator for many, many years here, and I am a psychic. I'm a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, so I have a lot of jobs. Uh, I will grade this trade. I'm going to give the Dodgers a B for the Dozier trade, and I'm going to give the Twins a D. Let me explain why I'm going with that grade. Now, the Dozier trade, at its peak, at his peak, Brian Dozier, all-star level player, 28-plus home runs a year. Guy could hit 30, 30, 40 home runs one year. Middle of the lineup, power bat. You love that in the middle of the infield. That's a great thing when you get that in your lineup. But that's not the guy the Dodgers are getting right now. They're not getting that guy. The, the reason I'm giving the Dodgers a B is because they, they, they got a guy that you know, you're, you're trying to jumpstart here. You're trying to jumpstart him, but they got rid of Logan Forsythe. Uh, and, and I'm happy I won't have to watch him play baseball anymore. Uh, he, he, at his best, he's an average player. Like, Brian Dozier at his peak is an all-star, right? He's not that now, but Logan Forsythe at his best is an average player. And, and he was, to sum up his tenure with the Dodgers, he was craptastic as a Dodger. He hit 218 over his two seasons in, in L.A. 218 over two seasons there. And as far as the, the prospects the Twins are, are getting, they are like lottery picks, right? A prospect is a suspect until proven otherwise. Nothing guaranteed here. And Minnesota gets a D. The reason they get the D, I usually give a C when you make a trade and you pretty much just get minor league players in return. And my standard default position has always been C. I give a C. That's the average grade. That's a passing grade. It's not a great grade. It's a passing grade. You move on to the next grade. The reason I'm giving this a D is because this is a transaction the Minnesota Twins should have made two years ago. They didn't make the trade two years ago. The Dodgers would have pretty much given the Minnesota Twins the pick of their minor league system a couple years ago to get Brian Dozier. The Twins could have pillaged the minor leagues of the Dodgers, a couple of top players to get Dozier. Instead, they passed. They end up getting Minnesota pennies on the dollar for him. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And that brings up the second point here. Brian Dozier is very, very fortunate as he settles into his hotel bed as he spends the next couple of months in a hotel. This is a golden opportunity. The Twins have been off the grid uh, this year in pretty much all of Brian Dozier's tenure in the Twin Cities. He has played 955 big league games as a cornerstone player for the Twins. And you know how many playoff games Brian Dozier has played? 955 regular season games, some big years, 40 home runs, 30-plus home runs, big RBI years. Brian Dozier has played one more playoff game than Roberto has, uh, who works on the show. One more! And one more than you! 
One more than you. So, uh, 2017 wild card game. Remember that where the Twins jumped out to the early lead and then uh, they they puked all over the field there against the Yankees and the Bronx. So this is a chance of a lifetime for Dozier. Timing is everything. He's a pending free agent. He's near the end of his prime. Guys get paid for the October baseball. They get paid big money. Should Brian Dozier actually provide instant impact for the Los Angeles Dodgers and be a dominant force in October, he's going to get paid. Now, he's not going to get a five-year contract, but he can get another two- or three-year contract for some serious moolah if he performs in October uh, for the Dodgers. Of course, that's assuming Dave Roberts keeps Kike Hernandez off the mound and doesn't give away some more games. And the Dodgers actually get to October baseball, and uh, judging by the some of the decisions here, I'm questioning that. Uh, but Again, it's a it's a, a B move because Dozier up until this point has been bad. Uh, considering how terrible he's performed for the Twins, the odds are against him. I'm giving him a 25% chance. I think I'm going high. I think I'm going high at 25%. The Dodgers are banking on two things here. They're banking on two things. Number one, the classic change of scenery card, which is deep in the bag of cliches, right? You just change the laundry, and that's like a revival. Right? It's, oh, my God, he's going to be great now because he's wearing – Dodger blue instead of Twins blue. And number two, and this one actually has more substance to it, he will be surrounded, Dozier, by really good offensive players. The Dodgers are going to have – is there a better offensive infield than when when Justin Turner returns from the disabled list? You're going to have Turner, Machado, and Dozier from shortstop to second base. That is a a loaded – Loaded infield for the Dodgers, and so depending on how the batting order goes, Dozier's going to be protected in that order. And so Roberts was trying to downplay the fact that Brian Dozier is going to be an everyday player. I would argue that if he hits, they're going to play that guy every single day. If he's a supernova, you're not going to chain him to the bench and not play the guy. You're not. I mean, come on. Uh, now the last thing here, the uh, the Twins, what they did was a solid. For Brian Dozier, we laid that out. We went point by point here, but they didn't get anything of real substance going like inbound to Minnesota. These are meager returns compared to what Dozier was worth uh, a couple years ago. So we we'll see. I mean, maybe one of these guys turns out to be a a decent player that you can harvest in the major leagues. One of these minor leaguers. The smart money though says neither one of these guys is going to become an impact player in the big leagues. God forbid an All Star, which Dozier was. And uh, we'll see what happens next. But there still could be some more trades because the non-waiver trade deadline has passed, but there's still time for other transactions. It is the Ben Maller Show. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. Robin Minnesota says your 25% is too high on your Maller scale of Dozier being an impact player. The Twins would have taken a waffle maker in the the trade. (laughs) It would have come out on top. (laughs) What about an old Foreman grill? Could the Dodgers have sent an old Foreman grill to the Twin Cities? Would that have worked? (laughs) I do like waffles. (laughs) Yeah. What about waffle cones? You a waffle cone guy? Yes, absolutely. How about the waffle bowl? Do you like the waffle bowl? Waffle bowl is not bad. As you know, I became, uh, in recent weeks, Eddie, I've become a culinary expert. I'm going to get one of those TV cooking shows. We should do a radio cooking show is what we should do. We should cook on the radio. Does anyone do that anymore? Cooking on, on the radio? radio? I didn't, I did, so. did anyone ever do it? Oh, before? sure. In the early days of radio, they did all cooking kinds of stuff. Cooking on the like, radio. Yes. 
They did drama, radio drama. I, I know uh, that, yes. but I didn't know that there were cooking shows sure. on the radio. Yes, cooking with Benny. <laughs> we can make cookies and stuff. It's great. Oh, I don't think we need that. I mean, no? No. What can I? My, my wife, she's coming up with all these recipes. We'll make ice cream. She's got a list of 8,000 recipes. We're lucky if we get through 10 of them. All right, because uh, uh, I'm sure this is a passing fad. But at this point, I'm enjoying it. So I could send some of my cooking supplies. A pinch. Yeah, I have a spoon that says pinch on it. So when a recipe calls for a pinch, I know what a pinch is. Is that right? Yes. I'm a, I I'm, thought it was just like a, you know, you well, Coop, your Coop's definition. Finger. I just want to point out Coop's definition of a pinch and my definition of a pinch, slightly different. I don't know what so. you mean. I think, also, I think they're pretty much the, are they same, the same, actually. But you don't yeah. need a spoon to tell you what yours is. You use you just use your thumb and your pointer finger, right? I mean, that's what you're supposed to. That's that's a that's a pinch. But you want? I want to get it right. I am by no, the no, book. That, that is by the book. A pinch. Yeah, is but, literally. But I'm telling you, I like a pinch between your thumb and your forefinger. When I was in, uh, I don't know, Morro Bay or someplace, so I stopped by this little shop and they had a spoon that said pinch on it. Oh, and, geez. Oh, and I bought it because I was like, wow, I don't want to. Because you know what? The key to a recipe, I've learned, if you put too much of any one thing in the recipe, bad things happen. Bad things happen if you, you've got to get it exactly right or you've screwed the whole thing up. Everyone, just take a moment of silence. Let's all take a moment of silence here. Yes. We were so wowed by what you just said. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah it was, amazing. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Brian says, hey, Ben. I see your pathetic overpriced Dodgers are doing well. Meanwhile, my T-ball team, the Athletics, keep winning. You're such a dope. I can't wait to play your Dodgers soon. Yeah. That's from Brian. Come on. I like it. Now, Roberto. Got some chutzpah there. Yeah, he does. And uh, he also has one follower. All right. But anyway. (laughs) uh, Now, Roberto, I went to war with the Oakland A's fans. The Oakland A's fans are delicate little flowers. There's not many of them, okay? So early, like five of them, early in the year, I was – here's the ironic part. I was really taking pot shots at the Angels, and this guy named Peter Gammons, who used to be a big deal, he got upset with me, Gammons, who I, I used to – Really? Yeah, I used to deal with him when he worked at ESPN. Well, I ran a rumor website. It's a long story. I don't need to get it. But anyway, so Gammons is like – he gets up at the crack of dawn. I think he lives on the Cape. And he gets up at the crack of dawn. He goes through Twitter, and he saw a tweet I sent out, and it was mocking – uh, a certain phenom, the angel sign, right? And, you know, going on and on and on about that. Uh, I had some stats. It was early in the season. And I was pointing out that Shohei Otani was overrated. Now, I was vindicated as the season played out. But that got hijacked, right? That got <laughs> hijacked by A's fans that were upset that I called their lineup a T-ball lineup when I was really mocking uh, Shohei Otani. And so it got twisted around. Meanwhile, the gist of that, the, the, I was correct. It's absolutely correct on that. I was ripping uh, Otani. He's not lived up to the hype as the season went on. But he missed a bunch of time. He got hurt. He's been a marginal player for the most part. Not as good as got off to a great start and cooled off. So. Yeah, so we have a lot of – when I say a lot, there's not a lot of A's fans. There's a couple, but they're, they're upset. So. Uh, Rod says, how much garlic do you put in your cookies? Uh, oh, that's well, a good question. Well, Rod, I don't – I have not made garlic cookies, but I will tell you what I have noticed – and I don't know around this. Maybe somebody can help me on this. But I, I notice when you make delicious chocolate chip cookies or M&M cookies and you put them in the refrigerator, eventually they become garlic cookies because the garlic is so almighty and all-powerful and it overcomes the flour in the cookie and it ends up having a nice garlic, like a pungent garlic taste to it. Now, are you are you baking right now? Is that all you're doing or are you also cooking? 
Uh, mostly baked. Are you are you a chef as well? I I like to cook. You yeah. like to cook, no, I, and I don't I don't measure anything, but I, I'm really you don't. good at it. Well, I don't know if you're really good. At yeah, it. I'm really good. But you're more into like the meal part of it. So I, I, I'm working my way through the the I baking. I make some good guacamole. I make you some homemade salsa. Oh, nice! I'm all, all, that good stuff I'm all here. for the the homemade salsa and all that. We're yeah. actually having a uh, guac off next Monday. Be careful how you Whoa. say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. that in studio? <laughs> in studio. In studio. Wow. Between uh, you go between to, Roberto and I, Alex Tyshirt. I volunteer to be a judge. There you go. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Did you go to Chipotle? Because they had, it was nah, National nah, Guac Day. They gave you, is it, now they didn't give it free. You had to still pay for it, right? It was like. No, no you had, I mean, you got it free if you bought like a burrito or burrito Oh, I bowl. thought you still had to pay, like it was half price. You still got the whole thing free, the guac? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Roberto's not impressed by the guac. Nah, no, nah, I, I like yeah. to put jalapenos and uh, serranos in my uh, guacamole. Oh, geez. You like it spicy. Yeah. A little spicy. You yeah, know what's no. gonna happen though? Coop's gonna be running to the bathroom when you do that. You just not do spicy. Coop yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm gonna eat your guac now. Actually, yeah. okay, shouldn't have told I'll, him. I'll make. I'll make one without. I like. Make a Coop I do version. like extra spicy. I like my salsa extra spicy. I'm not a big guac guy. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like the. I'm not a big guac guy. It's too healthy. Uh, it is much too healthy. I I will put up with guac. I will not put up with ranch dressing, but I will put up with guac. Ranch is good. No, it's not. And it's been proven. That a major restaurant in America, major national restaurant, does not approve of, of ranch dressing because it's dirty. And I believe them. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Here we go. Third degree, Kubaloo. Been in a headline that made me laugh. It is being reported that Joe Flacco is having, quote, far and away the best camp of his career. Yeah. Interesting timing for this, considering there has been talk of him potentially losing his job. Ben, do you think this was put out there by Flacco's camp? Well, no. Joe Flacco doesn't have a camp. It couldn't have come from There's no camp for Joe Flacco. Now, I believe this came from an overly optimistic coach or coaches, right? And uh, a couple of things. A. They are likely already fatigued in Baltimore with questions about when's Lamar Jackson going to start? When's Lamar Jackson going to take over? And so this is a way to take the heat off those questions and sell Joe Flacco, pump Flacco up as, you know, he looks great, right? Yeah, try to push back against that. And B, you know, you got to take all of this with a pinch, see what I did there? a pinch of salt with my spoon that I have here because not only has jump ball Joe been a quarterback, he has been lousy ever since he got that new contract. In fact, since he signed that record deal, nobody's made more money than Joe Flacco. And he has, he's got these numbers, last in yards per attempt, last in touchdown rate in the entire league, last in touchdown to interception ratio. He's second worst as far as quarterback rating since 2013. So the fact that he's good in practice means nothing if it doesn't spill over to the regular season. Next. Ben, Stefan Diggs said on Monday that he would like to work out a long-term deal with the Minnesota Vikings, and no sooner did he actually work out that deal, yes. five-year, $72 million extension. Yes. Ben, do you think that uh, that was the right move by the Vikings? Had you seen enough from Diggs to give him an extension? Well, it doesn't matter what I think. The Vikings think it's, uh, that he's worth the deal. It's, it's you, know, you get as much as you can possibly get. A couple of things here. Number one, last season... Adam Thielen was the more valuable receiver for the Vikings. He was the go-to guy. He was the safety blanket. He was everything. Uh, Diggs' number two option. Now, he put up a lot of fantasy points. Like, the thing about Stephon Diggs, my opinion of him is he's more valuable in fantasy football than in real football. Uh, and we'll see how this plays out here. And it's a new world with Kirk Cousins. 
90% of the Viking apologists, here's, here's my perspective on Diggs. He is bulletproof at this point. Because of that miracle in Minnesota play, the fact that the Vikings got smashed the next game by Philadelphia is irrelevant. Because of that play, the miracle in Minnesota, which Diggs was part of there, taking advantage of Marcus Williams' terrible play on defense for the Saints, then like, this is not enough money, $70 million or whatever it is. They want more, 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 more! Next! Former Michigan quarterback John O'Corn hinted that in an interview over the weekend that players don't like Jim Harbaugh. Meanwhile, talk that Harbaugh is the most overrated coach in college football has grown. Ben, do you think it's possible that he could be on the hot seat? No, he's not on the hot seat. He, you know, he, he could leave Michigan, but he's not going to be fired by Michigan. First of all, he's a sweet talker. The, the powerful boosters love him. The way this ends is that Harbaugh leaves and goes back to the NFL. That's how this is going to play. Also, it would help if he beat Ohio State. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How do we do? Ben, you failed this edition. No, I won the game. I won it, actually. We had time. We got it in. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. You know what time it is. Yeah, it is right. That's good. Attention, everyone. And what? the password is... What is it? Password. What's the password? What you is it? idiot. Okay. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is time now for, you know it. That's right. Password. Just heard that. Professional imaging. Password, the word game of stars. Head-to-head team competition. Let's battens here. And um, sorry to Paul. I don't see you on hold, Paul. Is Paul on line four? Is that Paul? Coop, no? I mean, I don't know. It was hard to understand that guy. Because Paul said it's his birthday and he wants to play Password. Do we believe it's actually Paul's birthday? He might be lying. Well, let's let's see if this is... Let's go to line four. It doesn't say Paul on there. Let's see. Uh, is it... Habbro? Hello? Line four. Reveal your name, line four. It's uh, Paul. I got it right, Coop. Look at that. Am I a psychic or what? So you called him Habro Coop? How do you get... <laughs> I couldn't understand what he was saying. I asked him to repeat himself three times. No, you didn't. Oh, it's okay. Can you understand me now? Uh-huh. Well, I'm about to hang up on oh, this guy. Look, you, you've upset Ooh, Coop. Come on, Coop. Paul, you've upset Coop. He's upset with you. All right. Well, uh, Paul, welcome. Is it really your birthday or you just lying? Did you just lie to get oh, on the it's air? Really, it's really my 31st birthday. Oh, wow. Happy 31st birthday. Why, what are you doing up at this hour, man? You should be sleeping. Oh, just, you know, working. That sucks. Yeah. What kind of work do you do? I'm just pushing around some trash right now. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm doing this. I do the same thing. It's, yeah. It's four, four hours of talking trash, and then I go take a shower. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Definitely need it after you. After doing your job. Yes. A lot of a lot of tawdry things happen late at night and early in the morning. All right. Well, very good, Paul. It's your 31st birthday, and you pick up trash. Uh, we've learned that about you, Paul. Very good. Hold on a sec. We'll have you play. We also have – who else we have? We've got Joe in San Antonio. Hello, Joe. Hey, Ben. Long time no talk. It's your fault, Joe. Well, I'm always listening. I just rolled in from work, thought I'd just give it a try. All right. Do you have your Kawhi Leonard Raptors jersey yet? <laughs> You're not funny. All right. Thank you. 
So, Paul, who would you like to partner up with, Paul? 31st birthday, trash, the whole thing. You're in the Twin Cities. Who do you want to partner up with? I'll go with you, Ben. All right. You want to win? That's a good job by you. Very nice. Uh, hold on a sec. You'll be, we'll be one of the teams. And uh, Joe in San Antonio, who do you want to partner up with? Got to go with Eddie. Losing combination, if I've ever heard Let's it before. Let's stick it to Ben. Not going to happen. It's the birthday boy and Ben. Paul and Ben. We're going to be the winners. Hold on a sec, everybody. We'll play Password in its entirety, and we'll get to that. We will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here we go. Back to it. It's Password, the word game of the stars. If you just turn on that radio, where have you been? Bad job by you. But you're here now. That's all that matters. We have Joe in San Antonio who's going to lose with Eddie. And Paul, it's his birthday. He's 31 years old, this guy Paul, today. He's working. He's up early working in the Twin Cities. So let's get to it. Here we go. we got Paul there. Joe's over here. And we have a list of words, 10 words. And, Paul, it's your birthday. You got on the air first. Pick a number between 1 and 10, and that'll be the first word. Let's go on. Number one. All right. Easy. (laughs) Joe, it's not your turn to talk, Joe. You're being disrespectful. That was was cool. That wasn't me. The, uh, The word is block. Paul. Block. Yeah. Uh, let's go defend. No. No. Uh, go ahead, Eddie. All right, Paul. The uh, the clue is sack. Say that again, please. Sack. Uh, Take as much time as you want, Joe. Don't mind the fact that there's few people listening ha- Tackle. Yes. Yeah, he cheated. Woo-hoo-hoo. He cheated. I could tear. I used to Googling it. All right. Well done, Joe. Yeah. Well done. It wasn't that impressive. I you know, said it was easy. I thought it was very It wasn't easy. You spent 10 minutes looking it up on Google. Be faster when you Google. All right. I don't uh, even uh, own a computer, Einstein. Yeah. Take right. that. Go ahead, Joe. Hurry up, Joe. You're wasting our time. No one wants to hear this. Hurry up. Uh, let's go with five. Number five, okay. Uh, the clue is attach. 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 Googling it right now. Five, four, three, two, one. We need an answer. Join. No. No. Amazing. He couldn't Google it fast enough. All right. My here computer we- froze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go, Paul. Here we go, Paul. You heard what Eddie said. I will go with fasten. Oh, I got uh, it now. Hold on. Paul? Uh, let's go combine. No! Ooh. No! No, no, no! Ah! All right, Joe, here we go. Ah! Uh, I said it. I think I said attach earlier. Uh, how about tether? Tether? <laughs> That'd be like tie. No. no. All right. Oh. All right, Joe. We turn his mic up. Here we go, Paul. Right. How about this? Secure. Secure. Everything's everything's tied together. Remember that. Yeah. Uh. Secure. Uh, protect. No. 
<sighs> no, you just went off secure. It's yeah. tied with everything. All right, go ahead, Eddie. Damn. Oh, boy. What do we see? Uh, attach, tether, um, combine. Combined? Yeah. With a D at the end? <laughs> yes, sure. All right. He's got to <laughs> make sure he matter. spells it right for Google because he doesn't need the Google correct thing here. Oh, man. Uh, oh, my God. Just give an answer. <laughs> I mean, why is it so hard? Throw out the word. All right. How about, let me see see if Paul would get this. How about. uh, It doesn't count if he gets it. Yeah, he does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It counts for three points. You already said we're throwing it out. No, I I said I would like to do one more. We could do one more. Uh, How about join? We already said that. We did? Yeah, we did. But. uh, It doesn't matter. You guys aren't going to get it. The word was. Connect. If you fasten something, you connect it. If you secure something, you attach something. All those words. Yeah. All right. You should have said Legos. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you can't. You can't say, you, <laughs> see, you want to cheat. You, you want to cheat. You, you can't. Legos. You, don't, you don't understand how to play Password. You can't use Legos. That's a brand name. All right. uh, we're back to us. Here we go, Paul. Pick a number. Not one, not five. Four. Number four. All right, oh, this is good. Easy. Here we go. Listen to me, Paul. We're going to take the lead right here, Paul. No pressure, Paul. We're taking the lead, Paul. All right, this is easy. Serpent. Serpent? Snake? Yeah, that's right. Oh we my got God. the lead. What a great we one. We got the lead, wow. Eddie. You're losing. How does it feel? How does it taste, Eddie? You're losing the game. Anybody could have gotten You're that losing word. the game, Eddie. Luck of the draw. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Come on, Joe. Pick a pick a number. Take your time, Joe. Go methodically slow again. Anything Joe. but one, four, or five. Playing password on the Ben Maller show. Number seven. Number seven. Number oh, seven. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. Good luck on Eddie. Eddie, I don't know if you get this one. I'll I'll end the game right here. If you get I this agree. right, yeah. All right. This is important. Right, what Let's who go. puts this list? Re- relax, Eddie, I, and keep it simple. Man. I'd be able to get it. Oh, shut yeah. up. Yeah. Well, you're not playing. Joe, the clue is <laughs> shade. Shade. Tree. No. no. All right. Here we go, Paul. Uh, how about silhouette? Cover. Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. All right. <laughs> Joe, we've had shade and silhouette. Oh, no. I'm going to go for something here. I hope you get it. I screwed up. Cast. Cast. Me and my shadow. Yes. Oh. Back in the lead. All right. How's it feel to be trailing, Shut ben? up. All right. Back to. <laughs> all right. Who's that? Is it, is it. No, I guess Paul's not up. Is it Paul? No, Paul, you're up. All right. Hurry up, Paul. Yep. Throw one up, Paul. Hurry, hurry up. up. Hail Mary. What was it? No, we're out of time. We're out of time. Shut up, Joe. What's the word, seven. Paul? Seven? No, we, we, we just already did seven. seven. We, we can't just do did seven. Eight. eight? All right. We'll do eight. How about this? Uh, Shindig. Party. Yeah! Oh All right, God. one more word. One more word. Joe, Joe, pick, we pick a number. Time. Pick a number, Joe. We're out of time. Number 10. No, we're uh, out of time. We are out of time. Oh, crap. That is Hard it. Uh, Paul, it's your birthday. You get a golden ticket. More importantly, Joe, you're a loser. You lost the game. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.